When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, sports fans, Coach Nick here, and before we get to the interview, I just wanted to reach out and make sure you knew how valuable ratings and reviews on iTunes are to the success of this pod. So if you enjoy these, head over there and let me know. I'd really appreciate it, and thanks for being in the conversation. How surprising was the Blake Griffin trade? Who got the better of the deal between the Pistons and the Clippers? And who else is on the trade block? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Emergency Podcast. We have a trade today, the Woj Bomb dropped it and I'm glad to bring on James Hollis, aka Snotty Drippin' on Twitter to discuss in a much-needed um, a- analysis of what's happening with this trade. So, so James, how are you doing, my man? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still – my ears are still ringing from the Woj bomb, you know, uh, and from the ShamWow. Uh, out of nowhere, you know, we, we saw that the Detroit Pistons and Clippers are in serious discussions, and like 10 minutes later, the trade went down. So it's uh, I'm still trying to process what this trade means. I know, and also because when you the, the the more information came out, they had been talking about it for like six days, and yet nobody had that. Uh, I don't think until now. So uh, crazy. All I had heard was Avery Bradley maybe going to OKC, and I had tweeted out that that would have been a real concern, I thought, for the Warriors uh, because they that that would make them match up again pretty well with uh, with them. And you think given- so? Well, I mean, you know, I, I think Avery Bradley's a really good defender. All of a sudden, all the slander of him on Twitter is out there. I don't know what happened or how, but uh, right? I, do you not agree that Avery Bradley's a really great defender? He is a very good one-on-one individual defender. He makes guys work really hard. You know, the Russell Westbrooks and the Steph Currys. There was a time when but when you look at a team like, uh, you look like a team, at, I'm sorry about that. You look at a team like OKC, and what, what they need is length and versatility, right? That's what they're built on. And so, like he's six two, he's 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 undersized for a, you know a defender. He doesn't he can't really guard threes. He can't guard the bigger twos. And off ball, when he's not guarding the ball, he's kind of useless defensively. So that's my thing with him in OKC. Interesting. Okay, I mean, I I never really noticed. I know he's slight, and so if there's a switch and he has to guard like Kevin Durant or something, that's a problem. They can kind of take him down. I I can see that. But then again, he can do that with any two guard anyway. But um, let's go over the trade real quick before we get too far in here. The Clippers will receive Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley, Boban Marjanovic, and a first and second round draft pick, league sources said. The Clippers are sending Bryce Johnson and Willie Reed to Detroit alongside Griffin to match up salaries and whatnot. Who do you think wins this deal? Um, so I know we like to do the whole rapid, uh, you know, rapid breakdown of a trade. I am going to take the cop out and say to be determined. Uh, okay. If you look at if you look at the surface, getting a player like Blake Griffin, I think he's averaging almost like twenty three eight and five this year. And sure, he's dealt with injuries, but he's a supremely talented player. It's funny how because of the rise of the new unicorn uh, power forward and big man, he kind of seems like 
the forgotten star, right? The guy, he's an all-star. And, and uh, injuries, sure, have maybe robbed a little bit of his explosiveness, but the guy can really play. So if you look down the surface, uh, the Pistons get, you know, a, a bona fide all-star power forward to go with their bona fide uh, center who's, you know, should be an all-star. He got snubbed this year. And, um, yeah, I mean, they gave up a good, not great score in Tobias Harris. They gave up a guy who's been disappointing in Avery Bradley and some picks. So, uh, and Boban, you know, is very gently used in Detroit. So you would maybe say Detroit won the trade on the surface, but let's see what what's next for the Clippers. If they were trying to, you know, clear space, they just signed Blake to that big deal. If they were just trying to clear space and they're, they're, there's more moves on the horizon, and let's say this summer – they fill their uh, roster with a LeBron-sized uh, contract, then you got to say they won, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I'm actually kind of studying the, the Pistons roster for a minute just to see because they gave up two starters, and they're now going to pair Blake Griffin with a guy who is basically like an, uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan. So we can say that that would work because it worked in L.A. for you know pretty pretty well. I mean, they didn't never broke all the way through, but they, it, was, it worked pretty well. Um, granted, they did have CP3, alongside them, which was a real key for them. You, now you're going to replace that with a Reggie Jackson, I suppose, at the point guard position. And I suppose, uh, I, I just don't know exactly what Detroit is is really trying to do here now because, uh, you know, they've, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, they, it doesn't, I, I don't see a future, I can't sort, sort of trace what Stan Van Gundy is intending to do here. Um, so let's let's see. There's an old adage that, you know, you want to add a add star power at any cost. It helps on the floor and it helps at the box office. We know Detroit has been uh, famously this year struggling as far as, you know, for win, not for win, for attendance. They like people, they have this brand new spanking arena and nobody's coming to see him play. So a guy like Blake Griffin, he's going to put butts in seats. That's one thing. Uh, another thing is he's, he's still very talented. So you get him, and let's say you can find a way to add some shooters around him. Reggie Jackson's a great pick and roll point guard. Uh, he's not, you know, he's not a top five guy, obviously, but he's he's a he's a good player when he's healthy. DeAndre, uh, DeAndre, uh, Andre Drummond's uh, like you said, he's kind of DeAndre like. He's not the defender, rim protector, but he's very athletic and he, he can do things around the rim. So I mean, adding talent is adding talent. So um, I'm kind of with you. I don't see this as a like a huge step forward for Detroit, but I don't know if it's a bad thing either. Fair enough. And, you know, I, I think Willie Reed is serviceable as a second big man off the bench. Haven't really seen much of Bryce Johnson, so I don't know what's happening with him. But uh, they give up the picks as well. Now, we should say the picks, the picks are protected. So in 2018, it's protected one through four. But I don't think they're going to get one through four by next year, right? They're, they're pretty much 500-ish, right? So that, that pick is probably going to convey uh, to the Clippers um, this year in 2018. I mean, yeah, and that's, I mean, you know, getting getting first-round talents, getting first-round talents. That's not a, a, a bad thing. So, I mean. Yeah, that's this true. Is, yeah, these are two teams that were kind of, you know, middle of the pack, one in the East, one in the West. And so maybe, are they shuffling their decks on the Titanic? Maybe. But, I mean, I, I feel kind of like the Pistons were going nowhere fast, you know, uh, with Ray Jackson. He's, he's oft injured. I feel kind of the same about the Clippers. You know, the injuries, again, derailed their season even though they have some interesting pieces, but, like, you know, Pat Beverly's gone. So, I, yeah, I guess this is the, uh, the Clippers starting to hit the plunger, and Detroit is, you know, shifting paths from what they had, which was just a pick and roll with Reggie Jackson and Drummond, and they're adding a – he's a bona fide star, man. So, okay. we'll see. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, who knows? It could very well make Reggie better because Blake can take some of the ball handling duties away from him and allow him to just, you know, attack in different ways. So I can see something happening there, and I suppose, you know, they don't want to be stuck where they are, which is sort of the purgatory of eighth, ninth spot and never getting a better pick. The problem is they gave up their pick, so they don't get to reload a little bit with some talent uh, this year for in Detroit. Uh, if, we, if we shift to L.A., I mean, this is an end of an era. I, I was actually thinking that, uh, and I, people were kind of coming at me on Twitter for this, but I'd always felt like when DeAndre Jordan decided to stay in L.A. instead of going to Dallas, it was a mistake. And you kind of feel like, you know, what, what was that all about? They, they convinced him, he came all the way back, whatever, and, and now he's the only guy left. Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, you know what? Absolutely. If it got to that point where he's, you know, he, he was basically almost signed with with uh, Dallas, and, you know, the Clippers had to come in the whole hostage situation, which I know we, we know it's like a little hyperbolic and overblown, but the fact that it got to that point, I mean, let's be real now. We can see it. Blake Griffin and DeAndre didn't really – well, I guess DeAndre and Chris Paul got along okay because I heard that they still talk. But, uh, you know – Really? That he, uh, yeah, because I think he said that um, that when he was he was throwing shade at Blake in that interview after the game, he was like, yeah, I talked to, you know – Dre and you know Wes Johnson. He just didn't name Blake, and then he said, you know, Lou Will is the is the real. You no, know, they got the man, Lou. Will. So maybe, maybe no matter what, the point is, we knew there was issues in that team's locker room. Mm-hmm. We knew that DeAndre felt underappreciated, and his first instinct was to go to Dallas. And you know, they got him to walk back on that. And you know, like you said, he should have probably followed his heart and and went to Dallas. Well, and I say that because you know, of course, everything that you couldn't have predicted in in, in L.A. as far as injuries happened. But um, you know, the people who were yelling at me were like sort of now quoting me what Dallas did the last couple of years. But I'm like that you're assuming that like if DeAndre went there, he would give them nothing, right? Like he would have given them 14. And maybe a little bit more because, you know, who knows if they were going to actually promise, you know, to get, get him some more shots. But who knows if Carlisle could probably do something. But he probably gives them 14 and 12 and a, a block and a half. And, I mean, that's got to be uh, uh, some more wins for them uh, paired with Dirk and whatever. I don't think it would be any different. In fact, that year that he stayed, whatever the first year was after the banana boat, there was moments through a lot of those games where the, the records were pretty much identical. So it was almost like, gosh, if they're identical and he went to Dallas, they would have been a better record and a better situation as opposed to always fighting always arguing certainly uh, it was dysfunctional to say the least and um and he wanted to get away from that but let's get so let's look at the roster now with with la um it's kind of a fun intriguing roster but i guess i had seen Woj tweet but maybe i was dreaming uh that the clippers had no intention of tanking and they were trying to build for this year but that doesn't seem to be the case now is that your what you're seeing yeah that's awesome was it Woj or shams one of them had tweeted that, you know, the Clippers were still shopping DeAndre Jordan and Lou Williams, and they wanted a combination of, you know, draft picks and young players. So, I mean, maybe maybe uh, Ballmer and company are trying to hedge their bets, right? Where, sure, they're going to shop guys, but they're, they're saying they're still going to play hard and they're not really tanking. We'll see, man. But uh, I don't – look, I, I like Tobias Harris as a scorer, right? If you put him as your second or third option, that's great. Uh, Avery Bradley has been struggling, but maybe, you know, now he's back with Doc Rivers. Maybe we got something there. I mean, it's still not a very good team. You know, uh, Teodosic, is he back now? Is he healthy again? I think I saw he had, like, I don't think he re-injured himself. But, you know, now you got Teodosic, uh, uh, Avery Bradley, uh, Tobias plays the 3-4, Wes Johnson plays the 3. It's, I mean, is that a good team with DeAndre in the middle? It's not really. 
Uh, well, I mean, they, they're a game out of the, the eighth spot, and they're just almost at 500. Uh, and they, remember, they've dealt with a lot of the injuries. And I guess I have to find out what Patrick Beverly is up to because I don't know if he's coming back or not. Do you? Uh, I'm gonna, I can look it up real quick. But, yeah, he's out for the season. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, so but Tadosis can stay healthy. Uh, you know, obviously, offensively, he is really good and really helps them. Um, and you throw in those guys, you know, you, you know, Avery, it's an upgrade in some respects because it's two players they're now going to incorporate. Uh, they found a nice little diamond in Ty Wallace. I had him on the show the other day, and he's been doing really nicely as a rookie. He's, you know, scoring 12 a game and, uh, and just kind of filling out the stat sheet across the board. So they have another guy who can come off the bench now for them who's solid. Uh, you, you have DeAndre. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 either smoke and mirrors. Montrez Harrell is a guy who I really enjoy watching play. He's been really good for them uh, in his little limited role. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that there's something here for some reason. But you're right. On paper, it doesn't look so hot. I'll say this, man. We saw Doc, uh, you know, early in the 2000s take a a, um, a ra- not Wizards, uh, not a Wizards, a Magic team. That was, uh, you know, injury bitten, and they won like 41 games, and I think they might have stuck it to the playoffs. You know, this is without Grant Hill and with Tracy McGrady, I think going dealing with injuries. And I think, you know, that was one of his, those. That's like he he made his name as a great coach, doing the most he could with a little bit on rosters, right? Even earlier this season, you know, even once Blake went down, they started winning games a little bit. Lou Will started taking off. You mm-hmm. know, people were saying this is one of Doc's finest coaching jobs. So, hey, if he can cobble something together and get these guys to do, you know, something, that's cool. But what does it really mean? You know, what what does it really mean going forward for this franchise? They just had two bona fide all-stars, actually three if you want to count DeAndre, and now they're down to, you know, they're down to DeAndre. Yeah. And their return for it hasn't been great. You know what I mean? So, um, I feel I feel bad for Clipper fans, right? Because this is Los Angeles we're talking about. This is not some podunk town. And the fact that, you know, Blake was an, uh, he was a Los Angeles type player, right? Glitz, mm-hmm. glamour, a lot of fun to watch. Chris Paul, uh, he wasn't he wasn't really Hollywood, but, you know, he's a he's a high echelon player. And now you're down to a guy who dunks from three feet. Yeah, uh, that is very true. And also, it's interesting because to me, Doc was on the hottest of hot seats, like in, in could have been fired, um, even though he was skating away with the injuries as a good excuse. But now it almost feels like he's pivoted into a situation where if he wants to, you know, be part of the rebuild, uh, he can, he's, you know, he's part of this, he's part of the franchise now. He can actually, you know, not lose his job for this. The, the expectations will go down uh, as they slowly build. He didn't want to do that in Boston, but maybe he likes L.A. a lot better. Who knows? Uh, maybe the weather is more agreeable. But uh, you know what I mean? So I feel like he's kind of dodged a bullet here. That's the funny part to me is that, uh, you know, the, the big thing with him – in Boston, where he was a legend for winning that championship, they let him, you know, they traded him and got him out of the co- got him out of his contract and deal because he didn't want to be part of a rebuild. And you know, here we are. It's sure, it's it's a, quite a few years later, but he's about to be part of a rebuild. Uh, I, but like you said, he's in Los Angeles, and it's different when you have GM powers and you're the coach. Well, you know, I'm sorry, they took away his GM uh, his GM title, but still, you're you're in Los Angeles, like you said. So it maybe it, it, he's older. He he's making a lot of money too. So um, and who knows? Maybe they, they move on from Doc also. You know, maybe it's, it's maybe the team just says, hey, it's time for us to burn it down and do something else. 
Yeah, and, and that's fine. And I'm always about that because I feel like the last thing you want to do is get stuck in, in, in that position. The irony is, is that if you are building, you might end up sort of passing through the eighth or seventh spot for a year while you're trying to get up to that next level. Um, but when you get there for a few years in a row and it looks like there's just no hope in sight, your draft picks aren't going to convey and you're not going to be able to get enough new talent or sign anybody, then yeah, then it's like just tear it down and start over. Uh, and they certainly gave it the good old college try. So the question now is, is out of that whole, you know, really great run with the big three in L.A., um, are they going to ultimately put themselves in a decent or better or good position going forward? Let's say they do trade DeAndre. That's the good question is here is, are they going to be able to, uh, what, uh, what they get back in return, will that be enough, uh, you know, ultimately for the talent they gave out, I guess is the question. Uh, no. And we've seen uh, a lot of trades now that seem very lopsided and sure. Maybe down the road, things turn out, you know, if they can make a few more moves. And like I said, they, they, they clear cap space and they end up signing a couple big guys this summer. Then yes, it's worth it. Right. But as of right now, I mean, you know, Chris, Chris Paul's a top three point guard of all time. He, you know, he left for Pat Beverly and, you know, and, and Sam Decker, uh, Blake Griffin is, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. He's he's been kind of under you know overrated lately. People say he's overrated, and the game might have quote unquote passed him by. He's having almost twenty three eight and like five. That's that those are amazing numbers. And you know they get back Tobias Harris, who's averaging eighteen and a decent defender, Avery Bradley. So it, it doesn't seem like it adds up, especially when a team like like I said a, team, a town like Los Angeles. But uh, let's give this uh, Jerry West is part of this, and he's he's shown that he's a great talent evaluator, and he can kind of make things happen when it comes to building teams, right? So I guess we got to give him benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and by the way, I think that this is probably as good as they're going to get for Blake. I mean, look, they got two starters. They got a first-round pick uh, and plus, you know, Boban. I mean, that, that's actually not a bad haul. And then all they had to give up was really Reed and another, another player. So uh, I think that that, in, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, they did as well as they probably were going to do because, you, yeah, you never probably ever get the most value you can. I was surprised by Blake's performance this year. It was better than I kind of thought it was going to be based on what we had seen the last couple of years. He did, he has seemed to recover uh, as well as he can from all the injuries in the past. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would definitely give a pat in the back to Jerry and and, um, and the, the front office in L.A. for getting, you know, a pretty decent uh, haul here. Uh, I have to check. Do we know the contract status of Tobias and Avery Bradley as far as how many years left on their contracts? Um, Bradley is, he's making like seven million a year and he's a free agent this summer. Okay. Um, well, that's and a, that's Tobias, uh, yeah, that's that. They got to pay him this summer. Or they, no, this is like his tryout. Somebody's going to try to pay him this summer. And, and, uh, I think Tobias has another year at yeah. almost 18 million a year. Oh no. What I'm seeing here is that he, on, in 2018, 19, he goes down to 14.8. His contract goes oh. down. Does he? Oh, he had a, he had a, I'm sorry. He had a, so he had a, a de-escalating contract. Okay. Yeah. So that's not too bad. I mean, you know, that, that's not, you know, Tobias can play the role that Blake played, at least on offense. Well, you know what? Blake wasn't a great defender anyway, so it's not like they're going to lose much on that end. So, uh, you know, you could probably get a, a reasonable version uh, to some degree. I don't think you're going to get it in the playmaking areas, obviously, uh, or post, but you get, some, you know, a, a similar version of scoring from him. Uh, I just want to check his uh, the three-point percentage. And you know what? He's now, uh, at this point, an elite three-point shooter with, on high volume. Yeah, somebody, he's, somebody, Tobias has been really good. He's been really good this year. I mean, I think it's muddied because Detroit had all the other injuries. Yeah. But he's been really solid. Uh, and let's see. Guess what? Now we can see another former Twin Towers. We all feel bad for Boogie Cousins going down, and we like we loved what him and him and Brow were bringing. 
now we got we get to see Boban and DeAndre. Oh, dominate. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think they're going to play together, do you? <laughs> they're not. No, of course they're not. But well, I mean, be fun. Uh, it, it would. I mean, you know what? We might. You never know. Against a big lineup, let's say OKC comes to town and Stephen Adams and you know uh, Melo's down on the floor, they might try it or something. But it, it's well. Yeah, uh, no, there, there's somebody else who oh, actually no, it would have been Boogie and uh, and and the uh, Brow, but uh, either way, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I, Boban's probably not going to play at all. I, I feel like he's just a curiosity, which is too bad because there have been moments we've seen where he has skill. He's just so slow. That's, he's just so slow, man. He's very skilled, and I feel bad for him because he plays hard, and you know, it seems like like. He, but like you said, he's just kind of a curiosity. And I, I feel ba- I feel like people almost make fun of him, which I don't like, right? Because he's he's a good player, he's talented. Yeah. But um, yeah, like you said, I think I guess this season kind of a sunken cost for the Clippers, right? When they do something like this, and moving forward, I guess they're going to see what they got. But you know, they have a few weeks until trade deadline, and then they got to. Yeah. Well, you know, Dave was telling us last night, he just he thinks it's going to be a pretty busy trade deadline, um, which is would be different from, I think, at least the last few years, as far as my memory works, which is terrible these days, is that it's been pretty, you know, anticipation and then not much. So uh, if that's the case, this is certainly a bang uh, to start off the, uh, the the proceedings with. And then, you know, I, I kind of remember who else. So we have DeAndre, we have possibly DeAndre, possibly Lou. I mean, I think Lou must be the top of the list for most other other teams. They would love to have him. I, oh yeah, but I, I think the only thing holding that up is that he's going to be a free agent this summer too, right? So you're, yeah. you're you are getting a short term rental, and if yeah. they're asking for a, a first rounder, that's tough. That's really tough to give a first rounder for a few months of a as great as he is, you know. And so that's uh, it's, it's going to be curious. It's, it's going to be interesting, man. Then we got we got guys like Kemba Walker who might be on the move. You know, it's it's uh it's going to heat up here soon, I think. Yeah, another team that's probably Charlotte, you know, is just needs a shakeup. Uh, I think the Wizards, by the way, I've been saying this every every time I have a episode now, people are going to be tired of it. But, uh, you know, the Wizards, I think, I think the Wall, Beal, um, you know, March, Gortat uh, experiment is, is kind of run its course. Oh, for sure. If they, But, I mean, they got so much money tied up in Wall, Beal, and Porter right now. Are you saying they move one of those big three? Because, I mean, I know they'd like to get somebody to replace Gortat, right? Gortat, I think, is... is He's on his his last legs. Yeah, and he's fine, but he's not he's not gonna you know move the needle. I so, would yeah, say, I yeah, yeah, I, I would say you know yeah, Gortat for sure, but like either Beal or Wall, uh, and then the, then the question becomes who would you want? And that, I was talking last night about it. I'm like you know I think I would probably end up taking Beal at this point, which is crazy, but I think that's what I would do. So you're saying if you're the wizard, you stay with Beal and you move yeah. Wall? Yeah, I, I agree. I've been saying this for a minute that I think. The real one of the real issues with Washington is that power struggle between Wall, who's the incumbent, he's he's the quote unquote star, and Beal, who's actually I think the better player right now, and he's yeah. younger, and you know so like that's been I think one of the issues with them is that even if it's not a, a conscious like power struggle, it's a, it's a thing. Right. Well, we also have some other ideas about uh, maybe George Hill being traded. Uh... And maybe going to the Cavs because the Cavs obviously are got to be the biggest in the market here to try and find something. What what are your ideas on that? Uh, the, the Cavs have to do something. I, I, roster wise, this is just it's it's a poor fit. They're having uh, personality issues, chemistry issues. And while George Hill, I think, would be a good fit from from what I'm hearing, that like those talks are kind of dead because I think they're trying to um, either say hey they're going to you know buy George Hill out and then. Cavs would sign him, but he's like, I'm not, I'm not taking less money. That's one of the things I heard. I mean, what is, it's a tough situation in Cleveland. 
because LeBron James and, and the front office have, you know, compiled this roster that, you know, there's a bunch of players that kind of nobody really wants. Right. Uh, I agree. You know? and, and, and no one probably wants to help the Cavs, right? Like, that's the other thing. I, I, and not, I mean, I, I think teams, as we saw with Boston and Cleveland, it doesn't matter, right? If you're, if you're, if the teams think, if I'm going to prove my team, I don't care who I'm dealing with. I just don't. Okay. Like J.R. Smith, you know, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, these are like Tristan, I think, still has some kind of value, but he's making a ton of money. Oh, yeah. You know, J.R. Smith has been almost unplayable. He's been so bad this season. Who wants to take on his money? I think he's making almost, what, $14, $15 million a year? So yeah. it's, it's like, who else do they got? Jeff Green? Who wants Jeff Green right now? He's right. fine. He's fine in, in Cleveland, but who's going to give up anything of value for right. him? And Isaiah Thomas, but he, no one wants him either. Um, and, you know, uh, I think Kevin Love is the one they have to trade. He's the guy who's got the most value. I've been on that train. I was, uh, you know, we heard we heard tale that they might be able to get Paul George for Kevin Love. And I was like, that's a move they got to make. You know, that's a modern player that you get for, uh, you know, for a guy like Paul George. I mean, a uh, a guy like Kevin Love, who's good, but against the upper echelon teams like the Golden State Warriors, Paul George is much more valuable than Kevin Love. Oh, absolutely. I just don't know why OKC would ever do that. I mean, it'd have to be, I don't know. I mean, they, oh, they, it, it's too late now. I just met when Paul George was in Indiana and there was talk oh, about that. You know, yeah, going yeah, down. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, yeah, once, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm pulling for OKC. The Robertson injury is going to, you know, make it a little bit, uh, a lot tougher for them as far as winning games and and contending, but Paul George seems kind of happy. So I'm pulling for him to resign in, in Oklahoma city. Right. Interesting. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting. I guess we'll have to find out how well they do, if that's going to influence him or not, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I'm just trying to quickly scan to see anything else about talking about people who are on the, you know, on the trading block. It looks like um, Wes Matthews could be on the move again. You know, he's, there's some value there to a veteran team or, you know, that's got, you know, needs one last little piece to shore up something in the backcourt. Uh, but it's really intriguing and I can't wait to find out what happens more. I know we're going to, I know we're going to have at least a few more of these trades and probably some big names and, uh, it'll be exciting. Keep on the thunder, uh, you know, with Robertson going down, they would like to get another defender in there. I keep hearing Avery Bradley. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that one. I thought maybe somebody like, uh, Jonathan Simmons would be great and he's not making too much money, but you know, let's see if Orlando wants to do that. Courtney Lee is, should be a target for them because he's. I think he'd be a perfect fit in Oklahoma City. I don't know what they would, uh, how that deal would look, but you know, I, w- I really like that one. So uh, a guy like Marco Bellinelli would be good in Oklahoma City because he would ha- he would give them at least a lot of scoring pop. You know, either with the second unit or the first unit. So Oklahoma City, I- I'm pretty sure Presti has something up his sleeve. For sure. I, I wouldn't be surprised. And they're going to try. If they can pull it off, they will. But we'll have to wait and see. Although they do have by committee uh, some of these young athletes that can plug in and, and do well. And it was interesting because they kind of now went with, with uh, Robertson, they are an elite, uh, offense, uh, elite defensive team and then, you know, pretty average on offense. And when he goes down, they bump up pretty high, on, uh, much higher on offense. And then they're like, you know, they're OK on defense. But you know what? Record wise, it seems to be better for them without Robertson, which is kind of weird. But, you know, that's that's an interesting thing. So they might try and do it by committee with uh, Houston and the other guys out there. So we'll have to wait. Um, and, again, 
how much they want or how much they're going to give up is, is interesting. And, and, and then with that in mind, what Paul George is going to do. So, well, James, I can't thank you enough for coming on and breaking this stuff down. Emergency podcast, great stuff. Uh, and I can't wait to get cracking on the video uh, to actually use some footage to explain how this all fits together in both L.A. and Detroit. I guess I might have to wait, though, because they might move some of these guys again, right? The Clippers might kind of keep trading. And they might keep moving, but I mean, it's this is going to be. I mean, I'm glad the trade season started off early, and we get to you know we don't have to wait until after the All Star break. So this will be this will be fun. Absolutely. Well, awesome stuff. Thanks for joining me tonight, and uh, we will talk to you very soon. I hope. And don't forget, sports fans, at B Ball Breakdown, we're not a channel, we're a conversation. You in? Are you in, James? Coach, you know I'm in.